Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. We've been doing over the last weeks as Freedom Church a series on prayer. And this is, we're going to carry on today and talk about how to pray. How to pray. We want to be really practical today. We're going to give you loads of practical ideas of how you can pray. Um, growing up, my, my parents, I was in a Christian family, my parents prayed all the time. Like, all the time. Every meal time they would pray before we had the meal. Apart from breakfast. I don't know why breakfast was maybe less spiritual or something, but lunch and dinner definitely required prayer. Maybe there was more sort of you know, concern about the quality of food or something. But breakfast, we never prayed. Uh, but we always prayed before every, uh, every journey. We went on a long journey. We would go and uh, we would always pray. My dad would always pray. And uh, we'd always pray. Um, if anyone was ill in the house, we'd pray. Uh, we would pray all the time. It was a normal part of our family growing up. And in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I was at my, my dad's house. They live in Christchurch. And uh, I was helping him chop some wood up. And uh, before we started, I was there with my son, Zach, and he said, let's, let's just pray. And I thought, well, is that because he wants to pray or because I'm holding a chainsaw that I've borrowed from my neighbor, Trevor, and he's nervous I might cut off some fingers. And so he prayed, and then we started chopping woods, and uh, <laughs> amazing. And then when we were clearing up, he then said, let's just stop again. Let's just pray and thank God for that we're all kind of okay and I counted my fingers and we were all right and we moved on but my dad is always someone who just prays every day normal activity and I want to talk today about prayer because often when you say to people what do you think of when you think of prayer the word boring has often been said and I want to talk today about how you do non-boring prayer I don't even know how the words got connected because the whole point of prayer is prayer is communication with the God who created you. We are designed in his image. Whether you're a Christian this morning, you are not. Being human is the recognition that there is someone out there that made me, created me, designed me. And there is something in each one of us that wants to talk to the person who made me. Sometimes we call it worship, sometimes we call it prayer, but there's an internal desire. I want to respond to the very person who made me in their image, God himself. And whether, whether you pray regularly or not, prayer should never be a boring thing. The idea of having access to the most incredible person who created the heavens and the earth, who knows every detail of our lives and we get a direct line whenever we want it. That's amazing. And yet we've turned it into this subtle thing a bit boring. I don't know whether it's because we've all been to those prayer moments where it's a bit like, ah, oh, a bit dull. You know, maybe you've got images in your head of prayer in school assemblies. Or, or you go into a, a church prayer meeting and there's those plastic chairs in a circle in a drafty church hall and there's very few people in attendance. Why is it that prayer meetings have the lowest attendance compared to church on a Sunday? And there's this idea of, you know, maybe you're, you're sitting in that circle and people are praying around the circle. And there's like a kind of creeping death moment because the prayer person is coming around the circle. And you know, in a moment, it'll be my turn next. And everyone's taken the good prayers. And you just like, oh, I was going to pray for that. Oh, they've covered all the headlines. They've covered all the family and friends. And we're creeping around the table. Think, oh, what am I going to pray about? 
Or maybe the very idea of praying in front of other people makes you anxious and you get sweaty palms. Ah, oh, I can't pray in front of people. I feel uncomfortable. Prayer is this thing that we somehow labelled as boring, but that should never be the story. As a Christian, it should be our first language. Even as a human, it should be the very thing that sits inside of us. Pope Francis said this, if your prayer life is boring, then you're focusing on yourself, not on Jesus and not on the needy. If you're finding prayer boring, then maybe you think about the focus of your prayers and maybe you're focusing on yourself, not on others. So I want to throw today some ideas about how you can pray in creative ways that ensures that your prayer life is not boring. Because each one of us is made differently. We are unique. Look around the room at these beautiful people here. We are all different. We're made different. We look different. We organise ourselves differently. We, we behave differently. And that's a good thing. This morning in the first service, we heard from Sarah, and she was telling us, Sarah Long, and she was telling us about a blog she'd written as a busy mum of two small children. And she was saying, I'm struggling to find time to pray. But she was reminded of the story of Elisha and the widow's oil. And all the widow had was a small amount of oil. And he said, well, use what you've got. Pour the oil out. Go and get as many containers as you can from nearby neighbours and fill those pots and those vases and those cups with as much oil as you can. And incredibly, the oil kept on pouring, kept on pouring until they ran out of containers and the oil stopped flowing. And then they, she was told, go and sell the oil and live off the profits that you've made. And the, the idea that Sarah was sharing us this morning, she was saying, you know, when we have something to use, to use what God has given you rather than complain about what you haven't got, and you may not have an hour spare in your day, but you might have a couple of minutes. You may have a couple of moments to use those moments to invest in your relationship with God. We're all made differently. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says these words, when you pray. When you pray, he says, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. And when you pray, verse 7, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. And then Jesus explains to his disciples the Lord's prayer. When you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray, be unique to yourself. Don't try and be like other people. We all work in different spaces, different styles. And we're all experiencing different seasons of life. You know, maybe you're in a season of life where you're in education, you're at college, you're at school, you're at university, and, and you're busy trying to get yourself revision and homework and organising yourself. Or maybe you're a season of life where you got, you know, saw this morning with Ben and Beth, you've got small children, and life is a bit busy and a bit crazy. Or maybe your children are growing up and you're just praying like mad because you've no idea where they are right now. Uh, your children have left home, you're empty nesting, or maybe you have, you have retired and you're at different seasons of life. Prayer can be different in different seasons and that's okay. Don't look at someone else's prayer life and say, I wish I could have time like they've got. You're in a different season 
and that's okay. Or maybe you're operating in a different space. You don't have many places you can go to. You're in a small house where you haven't got much space yourself. Or maybe you're busy in the workplace. You work on a factory floor. You're in an office environment that's open plan. You know, maybe you have only got the opportunity when you're commuting to work in the car or on the train. There are limited spaces you've got. I love the story of Susanna Wesley, who was the mother of John and Charles Wesley, the founders of the Methodist Church movement 250 years ago. She had 11 children. She actually had more than that, but quite a large number of them sadly died. But she had loads and loads of children. And her prayer space was her apron. She would take her apron and put it over her head, and that would be her prayer space. That was probably like a clue to all the children. Don't come near me. Mum's praying right now. And she would pray under her apron. That was her space where she spent time praying to God. And we have different seasons, different styles, so different space and different styles. Some of us are different in the way that we pray. I had the pleasure this week, I've been in Belfast for three days with Tim Parker at the 24-7 prayer conference, learning about prayer and with a thousand other people experiencing prayer in a huge environment. It was amazing. And one of the sessions I had the privilege of interviewing a lovely guy called Pastor Agu. And Pastor Agu leads probably the biggest prayer meeting in the UK. And so I, last October, I went to his prayer meeting in the Excel Center. And there was over 40,000 people at this prayer meeting. And it wasn't a quiet prayer meeting. It was a very loud and noisy prayer meeting. They started at 6 p.m. and they finished at 6 a.m. I was a bit of a lightweight and left about half 11 at night um, and, and let them all carry on with their prayers. And I said to him, we were talking about this, you know, why is your prayer style different to other people's prayer styles? And he is, um, he is from Nigeria and their church is predominantly a black majority church. And he said, there's something in an African spirit that we feel like we've had to fight for everything and we contend and we have to find our place in society. And so when we pray, we pray and we contend and we pray with energy. And that's why we speak in tongues. We pray for long periods of times and we kind of get energetic in our prayers. But then he told me this lovely story of how he'd um, met the Archbishop Justin Welby. And they're now good friends. They're both presidents of the churches together in England. And he said, and the Archbishop taught me how to contemplate and to be silent. He said it was awful. I really struggled because I want just to walk up and down and pray aloud and do it for a long time. And the idea of being silent. He said, but the archbishop taught me how to be silent. And he spent time in silence and contemplation. But we're all made differently. And that's okay. For some of you, the idea of going to a 12-hour prayer meeting excites you. For some of you, not so much. It's okay. Some of you, the idea of just sitting quietly is something, oh, I would love to have a few minutes of silence. For some, going for a walk in, the, in, the, you know, in, in nature and seeing God's creation connects you with God and that's okay. For some of you, you love worship music, having music on. If I want to pray, I'm going to put some music on. I'm going to have some noise. For some, you love admiring art and all that's being created by other people and you get your worship and your prayer from artistic activity. It's okay. It's all good. It's fine to have different approaches. In fact, what's more important is how we treat people who don't operate the way that we operate. You may love a certain style of prayer, that's great. But don't look at other people and say, ah, oh, they're doing it wrong. In fact, the Bible talks about this in Luke chapter 18, about having the right attitude. When we pray, we need to have a good 
attitude. I think God is more interested with our attitude and our heart than he is with our words. I think the very groans of our spirit could be an amazing prayer. I think when we try and be all clever with our language, God's not that impressed. He wants our attitude to be right. And in Luke chapter 18 in the Bible, Jesus says these words. He taught this parable to those, listen to this, to those who were convinced they were morally upright and those who trusted in their own virtue, yet looked down on others with disgust. It's quite a challenging statement, isn't it? Jesus was speaking to those who were full of themselves and had no time for other people. And he then goes on and tells a story about two people praying in the temple. And one is there telling the world who wants to listen how wonderful they are, what a great person they are. And they, they fulfill all the laws of, of Abraham and the Old Testament. And they're, they're good people, not like the person over there. And they're so focused on themselves and so focused on the person in the corner who's a sinner and a bad person, a tax collector, that God's going, I've got no time for a prayer with a bad attitude. But the person who was kneeling in the corner saying, God, I've messed up. I've got things so wrong. I wish I hadn't done the things I've done, said the things I've said. And his focus was fully on God himself. God is more interested in people with right attitude. And at the end of that chapter, in Luke chapter 18, it says this. For everyone who prays himself will one day be humiliated before all. And everyone who humbles himself will one day be lifted up and honoured by all. We need to have a good attitude when we pray, to pray humbly. Say, God, I'm trusting you. My efforts are not going to get me anywhere, but your power is going to do everything I need to do. We need to make sure we've got a right attitude. The third thing I want to say this morning is about practice. When we pray, we need to practice. Now, I want to say to you this, which is a bit radical. I think if you pray, you should pray every day. Is that a bit religious here? I think prayer should be part of your normal, everyday activity. Let me explain to you. I'm not talking about uh, by the side of your bed on your knees every night and morning. I'm talking about a habit of prayer that takes place as you are going about your everyday events. This is a lovely verse in Deuteronomy, which I think is so appropriate today when we're talking about a dedication Sunday. This idea that when you are with your children, teach your children, talk about um, God things when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you are getting up. When you are doing what you are normally doing, pray. Talk to God. Let your children know what you're doing with God. Make it a normal activity. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to quote Kanye West, the rap singer, who's just released an album and messed with everyone's heads. He's released an album called Jesus is King. And everyone's like going, oh, what just happened to Kanye? But one of the songs he wrote, he wrote for his sons and his children about the way he wants them to be brought up. And he said this in the song. I'll just take a couple of the lyrics out here. He says, I want to raise our sons and train them in the faith through the temptations, make sure they stay wide awake. I want them to follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture where nobody's slaves. Stand up for the home, even if I take this walk alone. I bow down to the king upon the throne. My life is his. I'm no longer my own. If you're a parent today, you want to bring up your family, your children in a Christian mindset, then to make it part of your everyday activity. When a normal part, it is part of your everyday event. Especially you've got someone at home who doesn't believe in God, then make it a normal, like an everyday conversation. You don't have to use a weird voice when you pray. 
you can talk normally. You can have your eyes open, which is very useful when you do it if you're driving. I came across this lovely prayer this week, which I thought was so simple, so delightful. And it says these words. It's a Celtic prayer. It says this, and I think all my children should say this every day. I make this bed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think that's, thank you. That's a nice prayer. Some of you think, is that really a prayer? Or is it just a command from a parent somewhere? I think everything we do in the normal activity should be something we can choose to pray about. We can pray in the middle of the activities that we are doing every day. And I love the fact it's a short, simple prayer. Jesus prayed short, simple prayers. When he prayed for Jairus' daughter, he said, my child, awake. And she came back to life. He didn't have a lengthy prayer. Or in that last verse, babbling on like the Gentiles did. He prayed normal prayers. And there's even a prayer around changing a nappy. Yeah, I I know. I found a prayer called the nappy prayer. And you can pray the nappy prayer. So if you've got small babies and small children, Ben and Beth, this one's for you. You can pray the nappy prayer. That when your baby is crying, you can cuddle your child and say, God, this is like you. you. You care for me. You cuddle me. When I'm in distress, you are there for me. And you could talk about some of the, you know, kind of scriptures over that moment. Or when you are cleaning out a pretty nasty nappy, you can say, God, thank you. You take away the mess from my life. You clean me up. You're getting all this. Some of you are like theologically messed up right now. You know, I'm not sure this is possibly true. We can turn these things out every day into our prayers. Just last Saturday, I was busy working outside and I got a message. And I think I saw Helen just walk in just now. And Norman's here as well. Oh, good to see you, Norman. I got the message. Norman wasn't at all well. And, and I thought, I want to pray for him. But I also had limited time. I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to pray as I work. And I was busy out in my garden. I prayed for Norman. And I was praying that God would intervene. That God would give the doctors wisdom. And I was praying as I got into my actual work and so I was able to do believe it or not for a bloke two things at the same time that's my limit two at a time but I did it and whatever you do whether you go for a run whether you're commuting to work and 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 when you when you have your food I would encourage yeah praying before meal time is not just religious it's an opportunity to participate with God and to pause I'm so grateful God for the resources you've given to me that I'm able to provide there is food on our table and we take a moment this is the bit my children don't enjoy. All right, Dad, can we hurry up, please? Food's getting cold. Or they'll volunteer to pray, and they'll pray the quickest possible prayer they can pray. So we can all move on. But I think it's important we take time just to pause in our busy days, to find a way that works for you, to practice it. To, for some, Hannah talked about this a few weeks ago, about having a quiet time every day. Uh, this here on the screen is, this is my prayer chair. To be honest with you, it's just a chair. Uh, but in the mornings I come and I sit, my wife bought this for me, and I sit on that chair. It's very comfortable, which is very dangerous. And I sit and I kind of slowly wake up and I just spend time in quiet and I pray and I read my Bible and I spend time declaring what God is and what he said he's going to do. And I pray for the church here and people in the church. And I spend time in that prayer. It's part of my routine. And then I put the kettle on and I make everyone a cup of tea and wake up the family and the day begins. And I try and make that a routine. The truth is it doesn't happen every day. I mean, last week I was in Belfast and I was sharing a room with uh, Mr. Tim Parker and there was no prayer chair in the room. So I had to make do with a prayer bed, which is a very comfortable and dangerous place to pray, don't you think? And I, and I enjoyed some times of prayer in the quiet there in a prayer bed. Whatever works for you, find a way 
that's your way. Whether you pray out loud, whether you create a prayer list, whether you have a WhatsApp prayer group, whether you write things down in a journal, um, use the scriptures. Jesus used the Psalms, book of Psalms, as his prayer book. You can use the same prayer book that Jesus used. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? His, his prayers are pretty special, I'm sure. So he would regularly read the Psalms. Check out Psalm 30, Psalm uh, 51, uh, Psalm 139. You know, I've been knitted together in my mother's womb. I know everything about you, says God. Uh, those kind of prayers. A friend of mine invented the, uh, the teacup prayer. When you make a cup of tea, pray. It's amazing how many times you have a cup of tea in the day. Some of you, too many maybe. But you can have, he said he'd worked it out. It's a six-minute prayer. Three minutes while the kettle boils, and you can then you can read a few verses of scripture. Two minutes while the tea bag is actually in the hot water, and then you can start to pray. And then one minute as you add the milk, you can sit there in silence before the day begins. A six-minute cup of tea prayer. All different ideas there. Or maybe you can use things like um, there's an app you can get. There's an inner room uh, app for praying. Prayer mate, both those are excellent. You can use liturgy. Um, the Lord's prayers have been used for, for generations. Some people set their phones or you know, watches to a timer of midday. And then at midday, they recite the Lord's prayer as a routine habit of declaring um, who God is in the middle of your day. Or maybe the prayer of Jabez from 1 Chronicles. Oh, that you would bless me, expand my territory. Please be with me in all I do and keep me from trouble and pain. Or the Church of England prayer book is excellent. There's so many good things in there. The prayer office. Or in the Thumbra community, there's a whole website of stuff. Or daily declarations every day. I have a list of declarations I pray and I declare what God, who God said he is and what he said that I am called to be. Whether you go on a prayer walk or get creative and make something or if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in your prayer times. You want to get creative and make sure your prayers are non-boring. Ask God's Spirit to lead you and see what happens. And lastly, we may be different. We need to have the right attitude. We need to make sure that we are doing things and practice them every day. But it's the same God. We pray to the same God. And he loves it when we spend time with him. You know, I read a, a tweet a couple of days ago and someone said, you know, when we, when we feel guilty about not praying, we've misunderstood the point. That actually, it isn't about our benefit, it's about his. He loves spending time with us. He wants to enjoy our company. We've missed out. We don't want to feel guilty. God's still there waiting for us to reconnect. God loves it when his children spend time with him. I have four children. When I spend time with my four children, they all need me to communicate differently. They work in different ways at different times of day, can I say. And I need to be able to relate to them in different ways. And God relates to us differently, but he's still the same God. And I want to say the last thing here is pray like you. Be yourself. Don't create fancy words or strange words or religious words. Just have conversations with God. Be normal. Make it every day. And here's the last thought for you. To keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Eventually, the disciplines of prayer will become a delight. If you keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Let's be creative in our prayers. Let's be non-boring in our prayers. And make sure it's part of our everyday activity. Let's get the worship team up here as I bring things to an end. It'd be great the worship team can join me. Awesome. 
The last thing I want to do as a worship team here is we want to pray together. Is that okay? We're going to, I don't know why I'm saying it's okay. We're going to do it anyway. Um, you can join and you can just watch. The very first week we did our prayer series, we talked about an acronym. I won't test you um, with around the words very cleverly, the words pray. P-R-A and Y. To pause, rejoice, to ask and to yield. It's a great way of praying. And so I want us to take a moment just to pray together. And if you're not used to praying, that's okay. You can just stay quiet and listen to other prayers going around you. Uh, but if you're happy and comfortable to pray, let's just do this together. Let's take a moment, shall we? After all that I've just thrown at you, loads of thoughts and ideas of how we can pray creatively. I want to ask you just to, let's just pause and say, God, would you speak to me? Speak to me. And in the quiet. So just have a moment, shall we? And uh, don't worry any children make any noise that's that's part of the silence that's okay let's just take a moment just to pause and let God speak to us I want to invite you to stand if you're able to and let's just start to speak out our our prayers of thanksgiving we're rejoicing and can I encourage you actually to get vocal at this point and if you're comfortable to do so speak out loud and pray out loud to thank God for what he has done for you let's just start to speak out shall we yeah please we'll stand if you're okay to just to stand and start saying God thank you for what you've given to me thank you if you're not sure what to pray thank you for thank you for the life of Zoe and pray for Ben and Beth thank you for those around me for friends and family Lord God, we want to be a grateful people. Lord, make us grateful people. Lord, we just love you and serve you with our whole well in, in probably in English church let's just let's do a clap offering to God too just to clap and applaud God and as you would do a, some sort of conference or a concert or a football and just to say God you're amazing so just join me should we just applaud it God thank you so much we rejoice in who you are we declare in your goodness amen amen God thank you for your blessings your favor your kindness amen and in the middle of this, just, just ask God for one thing. Just say one thing. What's the one thing you want to ask God for right now? What is the one thing that God has impressed upon you in that time of silence? And just to ask for something. Ask for one thing. God, would you? What's the bit you're passionate about and desperate to see change? Just to make that one prayer. God, would you break through? Would you transform my, my challenging situation? Would you bring peace where there is battle and disagreement? Bring wholeness where there is brokenness. Bring health where there is frustration and uncertainty. Lord, I pray you would break through. Break through. Break through. Then ultimately when we pray, we choose to yield. Say, God, not our will but yours be done. Our prayers, our requests, 
we lay them all at your feet and say, God, only your will be done. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk Thank you for listening.